Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He was telling that person that he's homeless, basically. Verse 59, Then he said to another, Follow me. But he, the other, said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also came to him and said, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me go and bid farewell to them who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. That's Luke nine fifty seven through 62. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. I'm Neil Parks, and we're in episode 61, titled, The Cost to Follow. Now, there are a lot of folks in the church that I feel have not really been discipled to understand that cost of following Christ. And with that said, it just confirms to me that leadership has not been intentional about it. With the criteria of discipling new members of the body of Christ. Now, the Bible says that the teachers of the word will be judged more harshly than the hearers of the word. Look what James 3, 1 says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Well, I'm convinced that as the day approaches of our Lord's return, there are mega amounts of immature Christians that have been neglected by leadership and by the mature. We need to intentionally help people not only learn the knowledge they need, uh, but also help to help them live out what they've learned. We teach and instruct those we disciple so they can, in turn, disciple others. You see, our goal for sheep shepherding is spiritual maturity, which means that those we disciple are growing in their ability to love God and others. They are learning to live out their calling to make other disciples and use the gifts God has given them within the body of Christ. Let's look at Ephesians 4.13. Paul says, Until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, or growing spiritually, to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ. 
manifesting his spiritual gifts, you can say, completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. Now, this brings us to understand the cost of discipleship. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a minister during World War II in Germany. And to me, he was the 20th century Paul of Tarsus. Dietrich's ministry was as World War II was going on with Adolf Hitler, and he was massacring millions of people. Listen to Dietrich and his quote about this thing we're talking about. Dietrich says, When Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. Now, the everyday life in a great portion of God's people is covered up with distractions of worldly ambitions and the excuses of why they can't pick up their crosses. Look what Mark 8.34 is talking about. Jesus called the crowd together with his disciples and said to them, If anyone wishes to follow me, As my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interest, in other words, and take up his cross by expressing a willingness to endure whatever he may come. And follow me, he said. Or, believing in me, conforming to my example and living, and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Now, verse 35 says, For whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whoever loses his life in this world for my sake and the gospel's will save it. So here we are. Jesus, for the first time, clearly predicted his sufferings and death. It must happen to him, he says. But now he expresses it absolutely a must for his followers as well. He must go to the cross, and they must take up their cross and follow him daily. Now let's look at a follow-up in Mark 10.38 from Matthew, from what Matthew was telling us in Mark 8.34, about taking up the cross. Matthew 10.38, Jesus is speaking. Here's the consequences. And he who does not take up his cross, or expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me in living and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me, Jesus says, is not worthy of me. Well, I truly believe that the church has neglected to mentor many immature Christians on the critical must of self-denial. First, let me say what self-denial is not. It is not dying to ourselves luxuries such as chocolates, cakes, cigarettes, and cocktails, though it may include this, but it 
is actually denying or disowning ourselves, renouncing our supposed right to go our own way. Let me say that again. It is actually denying or disowning ourselves, renouncing our supposed right to go our own way. Maybe better put, to deny oneself is to turn away from idolatry of self-centeredness. Yes, folks, we are saved by grace, but you see, it doesn't stop there. We've been bought with a price of Jesus' shed blood at Calvary. We are the temple that he dwells in when he uses us. But Scripture also says we are no longer our own. We are, you could say, bond servants, love slaves. That's the definition of a bond servant. You see, the cost of following Christ has been to our prior, has to be to our priority. We must take a deliberate and intentional approach to promote growth. You're blessed, Matthew 5, 6. I want to read this. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you came, you paid the price that we could not even come close to paying, Lord. We couldn't do it without you. You paid our debt. You died for us that we may be your bride forever and ever. Father God, you did it all for us. But you did it because we have died to self, Lord. You've asked us to follow you, knowing that taking up that cross, that cross is a death instrument. Yes, Lord. We come, we die, we follow to your glory. Father God, I lift up every person around the world that is listening to this podcast, that if they have not been discipled in understanding who they are in you, Lord, I pray that they would seek a deeper, most intimate relationship with you, Lord, that you would show them in Scripture, Father God, that you would that you would just show them who you are, Lord, and what they've done, what they must do, Lord Jesus, by following you. It's a critical must that they follow you, Lord. They come and they follow you no matter what. They take up their cross. They drag it and follow you, Father God. We think, I just thank you for every listener today. 
I thank you that they would have that appetite grow in them, that they would pursue a deeper, deeper relationship with you, that their maturity level would grow and grow into an intimate part of their life. Their communication would be all about being with you, Lord. I just lift them up, Father God, whatever they're going through. You are the remedy. Lord Jesus, I just give you the glory and the praise. And I lift up my brothers and sisters, wherever they are. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, folks, I'd love to hear from you. And you can email me at fillthelamp at yahoo.com. All one word, fillthelamp at yahoo.com. Until next time, I'm Neil Parks.